Welcome to Lost in Revision. All of our content is public domain, literature, fairy tales, and folklore. Our goal is to at least break even to cover our expenses. So any support that you can offer to help us reach that goal helps keep this podcast going and you entertained. All of our music is by Nathan Hubble and is used with his permission. Thanks and enjoy the show. Chapter 7 For Valor Part 3 A carpet had been put down, and there were pots of roses on the mantelpiece and on the window ledges. Green branches stuck up like holly and laurel at Christmas. Over the framed advertisement of Cook's Tours and the Beauties of Devon and the Paris Lions Railway. There were quite a number of people there besides the porter, two or three ladies in smart dresses and quite a crowd of gentlemen in high hats and frock coats. Besides everybody who belonged to the station, they recognized several people who had been in the train on the red flannel petticoat day. Best of all, their own old gentleman was there, and his coat and hat and collar seemed more than ever different than anyone else's. He shook hands with them, and then everybody sat down on chairs and a gentleman in spectacles, they found out afterwards that he was the district superintendent, began quite a long speech. Very clever indeed. I am not going to write this speech down, first because you would think it dull, and secondly, because it made all the children blush so and get so hot about the ears that I am quite anxious to get away from this part of the subject. And thirdly, because the gentleman took so many words to say what he had to say that I really haven't time to write them down. He said all sorts of nice things about the children's bravery and presence of mind. And when he had done, he sat down, and everyone who was there clapped and said, Hear, hear. And then the old gentleman got up and said things, too. It was very like a prize-giving. And then he called the children one by one by their names and gave each of them a beautiful gold watch and chain, and inside the watches were engraved after the name of the watch's new owner. From the directors of the Northern and Southern Railway, in grateful recognition of the courageous and prompt action which averted an accident on 1905. The watches were the most beautiful you can possibly imagine, and each one had a blue leather case to live in when it was at home. You must make a speech now, and thank everyone for their kindness, whispered the station master in Peter's ear and pushed him forward. Begin, ladies and gentlemen, he added. Each of the children had already said thank you quite properly. Oh, dear, said Peter, but he did not resist the push. Ladies and gentlemen, he said in a rather husky voice. Then there was a pause, and he heard his heart beating in his throat. Ladies and gentlemen, he went on with a rush, it's most awfully good of you, and we shall treasure the watches all our lives, but really we don't deserve it, because what we did wasn't anything, really. At least, I mean, it was awfully exciting, and what I mean to say, thank you all very, very much. The people clapped Peter more than they had done the district superintendent. And then everybody shook hands with them, and as soon as politeness would let them, they got away and tore up the hill to three chimneys with their watches in their hands. It was a wonderful day, the kind of day that very seldom happens to anybody, and to most of us not at all. I did want to talk to the old gentleman about something else, said Bobby but it was so public, like being in church. What did you want to say? asked Phyllis. I'll tell you when I've thought about it more, said Bobby. So when she had thought a little more, she wrote a letter. My dearest old gentleman, it said, I want most awfully to ask you something. If you could get out of the train and go to the next, it would do. I do not want you to give me anything. Mother says we ought not to. And besides, we do not want any things only to talk to you about a prisoner and captive, your loving little friend, Bobby. 
So she got the station master to give the letter to the old gentleman, and next day she asked Peter and Phyllis to come down to the station with her at the time when the train that brought the old gentleman from town would be passing through. She explained her idea to them, and they approved thoroughly. They had all washed their hands and faces and brushed their hair, and were looking as tidy as they knew how, but Phyllis, always unlucky, had upset a jug of lemonade down the front of her dress. There was no time to change, and the wind, happening to blow from the coal yard, her frock was soon powdered with gray, which stuck to the sticky lemonade stains and made her look, as Peter said, like any little gutter child. It was decided that she should keep behind the others as much as possible. Perhaps the old gentleman won't notice, said Bobby. The aged are often weak in the eyes. There was no sign of weakness, however, in the eyes or in any other part of the old gentleman as he stepped from the train and looked up and down the platform. The three children, now that it came to the point, suddenly felt that rush of deep shyness which makes your ears red and hot, your hands warm and wet, and the tip of your nose pink and shiny. Oh, said Phyllis, my heart's thumping like a steam engine right under my sash, too. Nonsense, said Peter. People's hearts aren't under their sashes. I don't care, mine is, said Phyllis. If you're going to talk like a poetry book, said Peter, my heart's in my mouth. My heart's in my boots, if you come to that, said Roberta. But do come on. He'll think we're idiots. He won't be far wrong, said Peter gloomily. Thanks for joining us today. Check us out on Patreon. You can help us meet our small goal of breaking even and covering our expenses. Your support helps pay for all of the things that podcasting requires and helps keep this show alive and growing. If you can't afford to support us financially, go give us a good review, subscribe or follow, and share with your friends and family. Feel free to fact check us and offer suggestions to make our show better for you. You can also send us an email at lostinrevisionpodcast at gmail.com. There's a lot more waiting for us all at the end of the road.